Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast, where we are on Zoom. So I know those of you that are listening can't see our faces, but Josh and I worked really hard to get this to work. We are not IT people and we finally got her. So welcome, Josh. Yes, thank you. It's great to be on. And uh, you're exactly right. Uh, that took, it took, uh, you know, a few times to, uh, to get it all down. But hey, here we are, the new and improved uh, podcast. And it's awesome. That's right. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is creating marketing that really resonates with people and how you repurpose content. So this is a great example of that. We are recording on Zoom. You're hearing us on a podcast app, and we'll likely take little snippets of this and repurpose this on our YouTube channel, on social media. You'll probably see little snippets popped up on LinkedIn, but this is a perfect example of how you, you know, if you're going to do something, if we're going to record well, we might as well get more bang for our buck, right? So if we can get it out here and we can serve more people through multiple mediums, then, you know, we're not duplicating efforts. We're making things most efficient. So it's going to be one of the things we talk about today. So, hey, here we are. We're going to be YouTube sensations here before you know (laughs) it. We're going to start putting our podcast on YouTube. You'll actually be able to see our faces. It's going to be really cool. So the next enhancement of our our podcast, if you will. That's right. So do you know... um, I think it was like 10 to 12 year old boys. I think it might've been all kids, but I I've got a 13 year old boy and this was like a year ago. Guess what the number one desired like career is or job for that age group. Oh, I the YouTube sensation. That's yeah, right what away. they all want to be. So it used days. to be like, you know, a professional athlete, an NBA player, NFL or something. Nope. It is now YouTube sensation. So well, and I hate to admit this, but uh, my six-year-old would tell you the same thing, uh, that she would want to be a YouTube sensation. So yep. it, uh, yeah. it sucks them in pretty young. I'm just doing what I can to set, you know, an example for my kids and make them think that the job I do is actually <laughs> cool. So once I tell them I was on YouTube today, they'll probably be like, yeah, look at yeah. mom. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about what we're really here to talk about today, which is creating marketing that resonates. And I wanted to break this down into kind of three categories. So first, if you're going to do marketing with people, obviously, you know, we've got to find new clients and it's near impossible to do that if you're not creating a connection. So how do you create that initial connection that makes somebody choose to respond to your marketing instead of somebody else's? So we'll talk a little bit about that. The second is how do you establish yourself as an authority without saying, hey, I'm the smartest, come to me, I'm going to do a better job than any of my competitors. Um, If only it were that easy, everybody says the same thing. So surface level, you know, first impressions, you might look like everybody else. So what are some of the things that you can do to really establish your authority in your local area? And then third, how do you take all that and really organize a marketing action plan? So you can be really intentional and strategic with, you know, what you're going to do for the next three months, six months, even 12 months. So if you, you know, ever have a chance to talk to some of your most successful peers, most of them are going to have their marketing plan laid out and they're going to know exactly what they're doing as far as coordinating, 
their seminars and their radio show and their landing pages and their social media and what drip email marketing is going out. You know, they're going to know really week by week what kind of content is within that and how they're reaching out. I would agree. And I think uh, to go along with that, some of your more successful advisors out there have already started that process for 2022. So this is a timely, timely topic to start talking about right now. So 100% agree. Absolutely. I mean, with the holidays coming, obviously we've got a maybe a week or so here where you can still run appointments and do some marketing and you've got a little window in there the first part of December. So no, we don't, we don't want to stop too soon because that kills your pipeline for January, but we all know um, we are going to have some time off coming up. And on that time off, that is the time you want to really get this organized and think about how are you going to create a connection and what kind of marketing is going to resonate with people? Because the last thing you want is to wake up in the new year and say, okay, now let me start thinking about what kind of marketing I'm doing. You're already behind the eight ball on that. So we're going to help you get prepared. So creating a connection. I think stories we've talked about forever. There's lots of resources out there, but stories create that connection, right? Josh, how do you remember anybody that you went, you know, maybe to listen to, or you've gone to an advisor seminar or something and they used a story really well? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the better speakers that I've heard, for instance, gradient events, um, uh, Jake Wood was one, the guy that, um, um, oh, I can't remember the name of his company now, um, off the top of my head, but they go out there, they help, you know, different communities when disasters hit, um, team Rubicon. That's what it's called. He did a very good. Yes. He did a very good job at the beginning of his speech, talking about where he came from, how he was in the army, how that translated over. He played, uh, division one football. And so that really sucked me in from the beginning. And he did a great job with, uh, with connecting with the audience through those stories. So that would be one for me. Yep. We just did an episode on this, but, um, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the relentless solution focus speaker that we had in Las Vegas, he told the story about the disaster that happened with the flight that um, became abandoned. I can't think even where it was now, but the struggles that that you know infamous story that they had to go through, a story like that, if he would have got up and been like, you really need to stay motivated. And let me tell you the data behind, if you can change your mindset and stay motivated, we would have all been asleep. So he started with a really engaging, interesting, true story. Um, And there's a million examples like that. One thing that I think is really interesting, um, something that I used to follow is Donald Miller's, Miller's story brand. It's now called Business Made Simple. But when we think about stories, I think we have a tendency to always tell a story about ourselves and maybe try to position ourselves in a really great light and how smart we are and all the unique things that we bring to the table. And let me tell you all about me. Actually, what he will tell you is your story should be used to connect and the hero in the story should be the prospect or the client. It should be who you're trying to connect with you shouldn't actually be the hero. Your story should be created so that you're positioning them to be the hero, which is a little more difficult. If you think about, you know, we just have a tendency to say, well, let me tell you why I do what I do, which is important. There's a place for that. You know, you still have to have your why and your story. But as we're talking about in specific marketing, little stories, little snippets, 
it has to be how are you, the, the client, the prospect, how are you going to be the hero in that scenario? And let me kind of tee you up for that. So I think that's a really interesting spin that he said most people get wrong when they do storytelling. Yes, really good point. You can you can do a story about yourself or even better, do a, you know, a relevant story, something that's happening right now, maybe a current event, something that's relevant to the topic and to your prospects and uh, and suck them in that way. So you're exactly right. That's a, that's a great point. That when we were just talking about that, it made me think about an advisor that I talked to, this has been maybe a year or so ago, but he was talking about how in his appointment process, he would go through his credentials and, you know, his background and his area of expertise. And he felt like I should give them some info about myself. Obviously I should tell them who I am and, you know, all, all of these impressive things. And he said he, he did that for the first few. And one of the prospects said, Hmm, somebody thinks very highly of themselves. Don't they? <laughs> Yeah, you got to be really careful if you start talking about yourself too much. That's, yeah. He said, and that's, so and that's I tough rethought. to recover from. Yeah, I thought, okay, let me think through how I want to get the same info about why I do what I do out, but maybe in a different way. So I just, I think about that sometimes where I'm like, how do I explain all the awesome things we do without being like, mm, I don't see how that applies to me, but okay. <laughs> so you got to be careful. And I think what's interesting is with a story, one of the things that they talk about in story brand or now in business made simple is there's always a villain in a story. So you got to think about who the villain is or what the villain is and kind of let them see that, which I think is fun. I mean, that's the creative part of connecting with people. You know, what kind of problem do we solve? How are you the hero in that story? What kind of villain are you up against? We're just the storyteller, right? We're just trying to keep it all going. We're not the ones that should be the focus of the story, I should say. Exactly. And that's, that's where the creativity comes in too. I mean, and you can really create a connection because it's, it's from you, it's a personal story. And so that really helps create that connection with those prospects. Yep. So one other thing I'll say about kind of creating that connection, and I know you and I talk about this all the time, but if you're marketing and you're totally off topic on what they're seeing and hearing on their TV and in the radio and on their Twitter account, it's going to be harder to create that connection. So although you want to plan ahead, it's really important to be flexible enough to know what do people asking themselves? What are they talking about at the dinner table? What are they laying in bed at night wondering about? That's what I need to reach out with. I need to be aware of that and flexible enough to make sure I've got current events that are incorporated in. So I'm creating that connection. I'm their resource. They're not out struggling or looking or trying to find, you know, what does so-and-so say about this? I'm being proactive. I'm bringing it to them. And I'm talking about the things that they're seeing all over the place. Inflation is a great example right now. You know, they're seeing inflation everywhere, which now maybe it's starting to wane a little bit, but that's an example of we were putting a marketing campaign together you know, six months ago, that probably wouldn't have been even on our radar. We wouldn't have been thinking about, oh, we better talk about inflation because it's just been such a non-issue for so long. But that's that adaptability and how you create connection. I would agree. And, you know, we were, we've seen a lot of, of seminars. I've been to several before, you know, one, three years ago, you go back to the seminar three years later, it's the same story, right? So that advisor hasn't adjusted. He's just gotten comfortable with, the, with what he's talking about. 
and it just rolls through it. Well, when you start just rolling through it, that's where you're going to miss those opportunities to really connect with people and, um, and, and write more business and be more effective in your workshops. So I think that's key. Definitely. That's a really good point. And the other thing that I thought of when you said that was if you're doing the same thing and you're not really adapting, you're not incorporating new info to create that connection with people, you're probably a little bored with your own material. And when you're bored with your own material, that's going to come across. So although it may be uncomfortable because it's not something that you're, you know, you've done 40 times, that's what keeps things fresh and it keeps that connection authentic. It's not just you talking at them. It's really, you know, engaging with the people that you're in front of to say, here's what's going on right now. I'm your resource. Let's tack through it. If I don't know, I'll get you the answer. And I think that's what scares advisors sometimes is I think, well, I'm not, what if I don't have all the answers? Will you leverage your team of people and you take credit for providing that team of people for them? You don't have to know everything on the spot. You just have to be willing to go get them the answer. So really good point there. Yes. And we've got plenty of resources to help with whatever you know, question they may get that you can't answer. We've got plenty of resources. So you're exactly right. They shouldn't be afraid to, to put themselves out there and, and you can't be an expert in, in everything. And so there's nothing wrong with admitting that and just letting people know, look, I don't have all the answers, but I've got a team of people that has all the answers. So we've got your back. We're up to date on all the most relevant financial topics when it pertains to your retirement. Let's go. Yep. Good point. Okay, let's talk about establishing your authority. So I feel like I can't talk about this without giving some credit here, or at least redirecting you. Um, have you watched the, well, I'm going to put you on the spot now. <laughs> have you, have you watched the Million Dollar Minds episode where Rami talks about branding? Yes. They I just redid have. all of those. So if you're listening and you watched them the first go round, that was a, you know, kind of us doing what we could during COVID where we couldn't get together. We just had very limited technology to connect, to record that they've all been redone and they are very good. So if you go to our website, which is theadvisorarena.com, go to the top of the page, there's a link to go right to all of those million dollar minds episodes. That's the docu-series that we put together from the $100 million REA firm every year for the last, what, three years, they're kicking out $100 million each year, just two of them. One of those advisors is doing personally $80 million of the 100 in new assets every year. So I have gone back through those episodes several times. I want to hear all the little nuances of what he does. And the reason branding is episode number two is we, you know, you have to establish your authority and create your brand before you go dump a bunch of money into marketing or you're, I don't want to say wasting money, but you're certainly not going to be as effective with the results of your marketing if you haven't done the work beforehand to kind of lay the groundwork so that they know who you are, what you do, and you've established some authority. I would agree with that. And your competition, if you think about it, your competition's done that already. Some of the big firms out there, that's, I mean, they've got huge brands. So that's very important that you have a brand in your community. People recognize it. So when you do put out marketing, um, basically when they know your brand, it, it helps with everything else that you put out there. So yes, that's, that's key. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of ways to do that. When you think traditional branding, you're probably thinking of 
you know, the maybe I'm on the radio, maybe I'm on TV, maybe I've got my logo on my website and you look the part and you're out there, you know, pushing that out there in the community. But some of those things can get pretty expensive and they're not always, you know, necessary. Yes, they're they're great for branding, but most people don't want to keep dumping a bunch of money into radio and TV and and digital marketing just for the branding aspect. They want to use that to generate leads. So as you're trying to think about establishing your authority, think about what you can do in the community to really get your name out there. Um, I just, I was downtown in our little community the other day and there was a, I don't know, I think it was a sign on the door, maybe a little, uh, like a a plaque that was inside the store promoting it. But the, one of the jewelry stores that we have here is doing, excuse me, a ladies night where they'll have um, wine and ladies can come shop. And I thought, you know, it'd be really smart if we had like a woman financial advisor locally, I should have been on the ball and done this, but you could go and sponsor an event like that. You're going to have a bunch of women already coming for a fun event. You could do like a giveaway for, you know, a drawing for a free necklace or a bracelet or something. If, you know, they give an email address or do a com or whatever, little things like that in the community, get your name out there. It makes people aware of who you are. You have a chance to talk and meet people face to face. Last year at gala, we had um, a women in business breakfast and we had one of our women advisors get up and talk about community bingo. Did you and I ever talk about the community bingo? That was Amy that did that in Kentucky. Right. Yes. So a really neat idea that actually was something that the community did to get people kind of back downtown and engaging after things opened back up. Um, But they had bingo cards and they had to go from store to store and whatever the store wanted them to do, that's how they got a check on their bingo card. So like Amy had them watch um, Commer. They had to take their Commer, I think, when they came in. So all kinds of really creative things that you can do in the community. I've had advisors that, you know, you can connect with um, local hospitals. I think Brad out of Arizona talks a lot about how he goes and sponsors events at like um, long-term care facilities. Right. So all kinds of ideas to get out there, become known, talk face-to-face and really work on establishing your authority in the community. You know, one that uh, that I've heard of that I think is really good, especially this time of year with high school basketball uh, starting mm. sponsoring a half court shot. So you do a drawing every week. You allow a student uh, or whoever to do a half court shot. They hit the half court shot. You know, you give away an iPad or yeah. whatever it may be. But just a simple idea like that. You're in front of a gym, bunch of people something fun when somebody hits it it's really cool it's all over the news so that would be another great way to get some really good exposure and build your brand without you know going out there and like you said drop a bunch of money on social media and things like that high school sports are huge almost everywhere but certainly in small towns so that's a great one i kind of forgot about that um they do that at our local high school and the other thing that i've seen done is to really create a lot of excitement and get a ton of engagement. You have, um, I can't remember how many kids I want to say it ends up being like six kids because there's two going against each other the whole time, but you almost run to center court, grab the balls, go back. And then you have to do a layup, run back. Then you have to make a free throw, run back three pointer. And there's little gifts that you can give, you know, depending on which shots they make. 
and kids sign up for it. And I mean, it is like a big deal if you get there in time to sign up to be one of the kids that are on there. The radio is just, you know, going nuts about stay tuned because we're going to have the big, you know, whatever they called it, face off. And the, you know, advisor, whoever's promoting that would get a ton of um, exposure just again and again and again with their name as they're talking through that. So it's a good one. Sure. And I know a lot of grandparents that like to come and watch their grandkids play play sports. So right. I think that's a, that's a really good one that, that people should yeah. know about. Yeah, that is a good one. So think about ways to build your brand, get involved. Gradient Gives Back is a good one that, you know, has always been tried and true. We do the local Gradient Gives Back where, you know, you can promote paying for six months of mortgage or, you know, you could even do something on a smaller scale if you didn't want to do a big Gradient Gives Back. We've got advisors that do Toys for Tots and their office is the drop-off location. So any little things like that, but it gives you exposure and the more opportunity you have to get your name out there, the more people are going to talk about you. They're going to look into what you do and you're not the one that's screaming from the rooftops. I'm awesome. Listen to what I say. I'm better than all your competitors. They're naturally coming to their own conclusions because they're seeing you everywhere. And that's really what we want. Exactly. And I think that's important. That's an important point is to leverage, you know, those third-party resources uh, that you have access to and take yep. advantage of those. And that's how you can build a brand. Ton of third-party resources, which helps. So it's not just always your opinion, but you can be a source for additional info. Oh, you need info on XYZ. Let me give you this. You need info on XYZ. Let me give you this. So, you know, you could have <clears throat> a learning library on your website. You could have videos, you could have links to other sources. So any of that, you know, we've got a ton of third-party resources that always goes over very well because consumers like to do their due diligence and do their own research, but they don't actually want to be out there scouring the earth for it. So if we can kind of serve it up to them on a silver platter and say, here you go, then they feel like, all right, I've done my due diligence. I've researched this. It's not just you giving me your opinion, but you've provided me all these additional resources. I think that's huge. Right. Okay, let's talk about organizing your plan. So three to six months. How often do you think people look at like, um, I don't know, we'll think think about the taxes and power of when uh, sales system that we just put together. How many times do you think people look at it and go, okay, well, that's going to be my seminar. And now I have to go find what I'm going to do for my social media and my emails and my webinars. How often do you think people are missing the boat with, of breaking down one sales system and using it for multiple things. I would not very well. I think um, I would say most probably end up sending a seminar mailer. They get the, the seminar invitation uh, sent out. They get the presentation down. Um, maybe they have some follow up emails. But as far as taking advantage of all that, I think that's probably few and far between. I think really most content you could do at least a couple of months on an entire campaign for the content we put together. Think about like um, the 401k marketing. Mm -hmm. We're talking rollovers. You have people that, you know, you can tie in the warn list that we've talked about before where you can go find mass layoffs and then really get targeted with people that are going to have displaced 401ks that they need to do something with. You could do a webinar on that. You could actually hold a seminar event. You can run social media campaigns. 
You can do have a landing page out there. You can run radio ads. I mean, you could do a full two month campaign on one tiny topic and really get the most mileage out of it. And I think that's where most people miss the boat. They think, well, I did taxes last week. I've got to do something else this week. Or I did that for, you know, one seminar. Now I've got to go, you know, find something else that's current event for my webinar or for my social media or whatever. Well, and that's honestly what you just said. I mean, that sounded a little overwhelming to me, like, oh my gosh, I got to get all these things set up. That's where I think it's key. You've got to have that plan and you've got to have those steps all laid out or you're going to get overwhelmed and guess what's going to happen. Then you just don't do any of it. So uh, that's where I think your plan really comes in to get the most out of all of your, all of your campaigns. See what sounds overwhelming to me is thinking about new content all the time. It doesn't sound overwhelming to me to think here's your one topic. Now you break it down into multiple things, but everybody has a different feeling about that. Right. We naturally kind of fall into how do I just get through this? Let me do the best I can. Let me get it out there. And when we're not really organized and intentional, we just have a tendency to fall back on whatever feels most comfortable. Whereas if we can be intentional, we can plan ahead. When we have it all organized, you know, it's easier to look at and go, "Mm, I don't know that that's quite right. Let me make an adjustment Mm -hmm. to that. But when we're in it and things are hectic and you're just trying to get apps submitted and clients taken care of, and you're putting, putting out fires, marketing is going to be one of the first things that you're like, as long as I'm doing something, I'm happy. And then you're just start spinning your wheels and you don't, you don't really get out of it what you should be getting out of it. Yes. And I think that's one of the main, at least for me, the main takeaways that I've taken from Rami and the million dollar minds, he's intentional with everything that he does. I mean, he's got a reason behind all of the steps in his process his appointment process, his marketing process. I mean, everything is intentionally done with thought. And I think that's how you really get to the next level. Because like you're saying, if you don't have a plan, you just fall right back into what you're comfortable always doing. And then you never get better. Right. So I think that's one of the main takeaways I've had from Rami is, yeah, have a plan, but be very intentional with all the steps in that plan. And you have to repurpose content. If you are spending all of your time creating something new, just like we talked about at the beginning of this, from this one podcast episode, if we were recording the way we used to record, we just got the audio went to the podcast, all well and good. Now that we've done this, we can take little snippets of this and we can get, gosh, I mean, we could do a month of social media out of this if we just wanted to take little snippets. Think about all the, um, you know, the things that we've talked about. We could break down little bitty things out of there. Same thing like if an you know, if an advisor is going to do a seminar, think about, you know, each section of the seminar, even one slide, one Mm -hmm. slide could easily be a 60 second video that you're on social media and you're explaining one tiny thing. You don't want your videos to be longer than probably 60 seconds. You can take one slide. You could have, my goodness, you could have months of social media content and videos loaded and ready to go and record them quickly. So repurposing content, using what you know, taking that and using it multiple ways is really key. I would agree. And that's going to also save you time, make it easier uh, to get your message out there. And then I think uh, the other key point to that is have a call to action, you know, that goes along with that content. So uh, put your message out, give the give, the call to action, 
And um, I think you'll find pretty quickly that you're a lot more effective at driving home your point and you're going to get more engagement out of both, you know, social media, emails, everything that you put out there. Call to action is a really good point. We talk about it so much. I think if you ask an advisor, they would say, oh, I don't ever miss a call to action and what I do. But when you look at the marketing, it's especially with like social media or an email, it's really easy to go real soft on the call to action. And sometimes that's okay. You don't want there to be, you know, a call me to get this or set an appointment to get this for everything that you do. But there should be some action that you want them to take some next step, whether that's just downloading an instant report that you're giving, whether it's signing up for email, whether it's doing camera or going to a landing page or requesting a brochure or even just commenting with a question, give them instruction on what they should do. That's how you start creating that engagement. And I think we think about call to action. We think about it with big events like, well, yes, with my seminar, I'll make sure that I have one big call to action at the end. Why not sprinkle in multiple calls to action throughout it? We do that, I think, very well. Most of our advisors do that very well, but that should be the case with all marketing. So that's a really good point on the call to action. Don't don't skimp on it. Don't do it sometimes. Do it all the time. Yes. Be consistent with it. That's the mm-hmm. key. Okay. So we talked about creating a connection, stories that sell, how you create that emotional connection, because that's really where people connect with you, not with data and figures and numbers. They're going to remember like, less than 10% of that, but they are going to remember how you made them feel. So if you can really get good at using stories, um, try not to make yourself the hero in all of them, really focus on how you can make them the hero of their own story or share other heroes, you know, the people that are just like them. Um, And then with building your brand, think about ways to connect, be in the community, make yourself known, get out there and talk to people. It doesn't always have to be expensive radio and TV and digital marketing and expensive glossy brochures and things that you're doing. You just have to put a little effort to get out there and connect with people Um, and then organize your content. Make sure you've at least got three months of marketing planned out. Remember to be flexible with current events as they pop up, but be really intentional. Have three months of marketing planned out at at the minimum. Now is the time to get your 2022 marketing in place. And if you want our help to do a complete marketing action plan, we can kind of work backwards from your end goal, figure out how many people you need to be in front of, what your closing ratio is, what kind of marketing is going to generate that, and then how that content is going to go. So if you want help with that, just email us. It's the advisor arena at gradientib.com. You can always go out to the advisorarena.com. There's a contact form out there and you can drop us a message that way. But I think we covered it, right, Josh? I mean, yes, get going. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the time to do it. This is the time to get going for 2022. I'm excited. It seems like, you know, the farther we get away from 2020, the better it's getting. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Always a fun time of year. You start wrapping things up. Take a minute to enjoy the successes that you had last year. It's been a tough couple of years. And I know from talking to so many of you, you've done fantastic to get through that. So we want to help with whatever we can to set you up in the best way possible for the new year. Go fill out the form, email us, ask for the marketing action plan. We'll send you the tools if you want to do it on your own, or we'll help you put it together. So until next time, 
We'll be on Zoom. We'll be on YouTube. Maybe we'll be famous. Maybe we won't. We'll see. But thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. Thank you.